This is According to Callus, and I'm him. Listen, this is going to be episode 187. It's going to be kind of tough. I got some things that have to be said. But, being that this is number 187, that means on 186 other times I have posted my personal opinion in podcast form, and the world is not coming to a screeching halt. So I'm sure we'll all get over it. But what I would ask of you is like, subscribe, share, whatever it is that is your preferred way of helping me out here on this podcast. By the time I hit 200, I'd sure like to have north of 5,000 downloads. And I don't think that's going to be a big challenge at this point. But there's a lot of things that are going on that we have very little control over. It is my fervent wish my desire the thing i the goal i'm working towards to make just a little bit of impact out my back door bringing things to attention of those that wouldn't otherwise know to spend the time on occasion explaining things in such a way that it actually helps you make sense of what's going on or perhaps just giving you additional information that you didn't already have sometimes it's just purely for entertainment or for my own uh, satisfaction, if you will. This is an opinion-driven, I would call it basic uh, knowledge-driven, my basic knowledge-driven format. So as some of you may be aware, as I transfer in, the title of this episode is going to be When Criminals Make the Law. And it sounds very harsh and it actually comes from a song that uh, I used to rather enjoy back in the day. And uh, a lady by the name of Claire Wolf, that was a pen name. I don't actually know what her real name is. She, she penned the words to the lyrics for a book that she had wrote, uh, Rebel Fired Out of the Gray Zone. And I want to say that the title of the song was Rebel Fire, but I'm going to look it up while I'm talking here. Because the point is, when criminals uh, make all laws, anyone that fights them fights a just cause. And it is, indeed, from the song Rebel Fire, Out of the Gray Zone. Um, There's two different versions. So the point being is, it's very easy to look at another country. Like, for instance, right now, Canada or Australia, they have draconian measures being put in place in a rampant abuse of power. And the people are not able to effectively fight back, so they protest. And when they protest, then government just ratchets up the pain and the sorrow that they can impose upon them. And they were speaking... Uh, I think it was the police chief out of Ottawa, how it may take months to go punish these people for daring to speak out against the abuses of government power. See, in Canada, they don't recognize the same pre-existing God-given rights that we do in the United States. Now, we are far from perfect in this acknowledgement, but we're better than most, in most cases. And even then, We could do so much better. 
So what do you do when it gets down to brass tacks? Local, out your back door. So you may recall I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, actually it might be three weeks ago at this point, a friend of mine was attending a meeting. And this friend was arrested at the end of the meeting for violating a law. Now it should be pointed out that one, it's a tenuous argument at best, in my opinion, and I'm not an attorney, but the way the law is written, it's not clear, not hundred percent clear, but one of the requirements in the law is the notification. And in my opinion, as well as several others, the school district failed to meet the guidelines that mandate the notification. They're very specific and written into the law. And when you fail to do that the correct way, you've left yourself open for the failure to notify, which means that it makes your claim of violation of the law very tenuous. So I pointed this out at a school board meeting that you're arresting somebody for breaking a law that you yourself aren't even following. Besides the hypocrisy bit, I mean, look, there's plenty of hypocrisy on both the left and the right. I, I'm not going to go, I'm not even going to justify that as an argument. I'm just going to tell you, I am the biggest mm, fan of fighting back against um, disproportionate law, not equal weights and measures. Uh, the idea that there are rules for thee and rules for we. That just rubs me the wrong way. So in this scenario, they arrested a gentleman for doing something that I know personally has happened numerous times, not necessarily by him, but other people. It is a not uncommon occurrence. And if you're not properly notified, it's very hard to comply with the law which is why there is a duty to notify in a specific way, which you must notify written into the law. And in the example here, it would have been very easy to correct it by just saying, Hey, uh, you know, you can't have that here. Now, most people, when they're told that they're going to say, Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I'll fix it. No big deal. Some might push back and say, well, what do you mean? Where was that posted? And then you say, well, it's over there. And you know, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. I'll go make it. You know, most people don't want to knowingly violate laws, even if they're BS laws, but just most people don't want to knowingly pick fights. I mean, even myself, I, I don't go out looking for a fight. I don't, I don't desire fighting for fight's sake. I don't mind having a good argument now and again. I don't. Uh, I actually rather enjoy heated discussions personally, but I know that that's not everybody's cup of tea. And I know that's not always a desirable thing to be going on 24 seven. That's why I say on occasion, I enjoy it. So again, in this scenario, so we have this going on now, when you arrest somebody in theory, they've broken a law. And in theory, once you've determined what the law is that you're going to accuse them of breaking, you put it before the district attorney and the district attorney gets to determine whether or not they want to prosecute this particular violation, real or imagined. 
And if there's a question, they'll put it before a grand jury. Now, here's a little side note here. Pretty much everything put before a grand jury gets put through. Grand juries only hear one side of the story. Grand juries are actually picked basically to serve as rubber stamps to what the prosecutor wants to do. It's just the way the world works. But again, just because you've been indicted or just because you're going to be taken to court doesn't mean you're actually guilty. It just means that they think they have enough evidence that they could push something through, which therein lies the rub because then they add on as many charges as they humanly can to try and force you to plea out. And if you plea out, well, then you're ex- you're accepting guilt of some sort. You're going to face a penalty of some sort. And in many cases, they can then continuously violate your rights for the rest of your life because you fail to dot an I or cross a T effectively. So let's look at this. We have a law that exists. It's not even properly followed by the governing authority. They arrest an individual, yet they still haven't brought forth a charge. Meanwhile, there is a punishment being imposed on the gentleman in the form of if you come on school property, you are trespassing and we'll arrest you yet again. Well, here's the problem. Until you're actually convicted of breaking a law, you're not guilty. You shouldn't be punished for that. Now, I would profess to you that I believe this was an honest error. I believe that there was no intent to do anything wrong. And apparently that was good enough for Hillary to not have intent to break the law that nobody cared. But I know for us little people, it doesn't matter. They're going to crucify you if they can get away with it because you don't matter. So I'm just suggesting that if you are out there concerned about the uh, folks for various alphabet designations, if you were concerned about folks that don't look like me or don't sound like me, you probably ought to be concerned about a gentleman that's getting his rights violated, getting a law applied towards him that hasn't been applied towards other people. You ought to be concerned about a person that's quite possibly going to be punished for the rest of his life for what is an error on the part of the school district, the governing authority, if you will. And and even if you say that, well, they, they complied close enough, then you have to then go to the point too, which is all they had to do is say something to the guy in person. Hey, you know, uh, you're really not supposed to do that here. And it probably would have been sufficient, but no, no, no. It's called entrapment. We, we, we're going to encourage you to violate the law so that we can bust you. Now, maybe you might quibble that you don't think that's a fair characterization, but I don't know what else it would be because if you didn't follow the law and how the notifications there and you, you didn't give the guy the benefit of the doubt by saying, Hey, you know what? That's a problem. You can't do that because of this. You're setting them up now throwing the extra angle that this guy was a political candidate and it was in the city that he was running in by the same police that work for his political opponent, whether the opponent was real or imagined. The whole issue lies in that this gentleman was running against the administration of the mayor. 
And see, we're not allowed to question the mayor. You're not allowed to be concerned about something the mayor wants to do. Indeed, he's all smiles and giggles so long as you go along to get along. But the moment you ask a question, you're the problem. Perhaps you're a violent agitator. Perhaps you're a terrorist. Or perhaps you're just some marginalized, terrible people that don't deserve to exist in his city. That's a variation of something he said, but I digress. So it's not hard to imagine how this came about, this arrest, but we've heard back in 2020 and to a lesser extent 2021 that justice delayed is justice denied. So if that's true, then the mayor, the school district, and the police department are guilty of not being concerned about justice because they're delaying it and it's therefore denied. And they say they're, quote, investigating it. They say they're, quote, not ready to take the next step. Well, how long does it take? I think it's a form of punishment being put upon somebody that had the audacity to speak out against or challenge the narrative. And that ought to scare you. That ought to bother you. Because if you look north by 1,500 miles and see what they've been doing in Canada, which honestly, Canada is probably allegedly one of the nicest places in the world to live and talk about a bunch of compliant people there. They got pushed to their edge and they dared to go into the streets. They dared to have truckers block down a road because they were being abused. So we're not even close to being there. And this is how they're treating one man who had the audacity to ask a question to stand at least metaphorically opposed to the administration of the mayor. So tell me, Did somebody get hurt? The answer is no. Did somebody get threatened? The answer is no. Did somebody feel threatened? Maybe, but there was no real threat there. Come on. I was there for most of it. What a joke. The whole thing's a joke. It's a miscarriage of justice. Our very police department can't fix the east side of McKinney. They've let Craig Ranch turn into a crime-ridden, infested mess But they're worried about one guy exercising constitutionally guaranteed rights in an inappropriate way, allegedly. So tell me, who's abusing their power? Well, that's a good question. Could it be the school board? More than likely, yes. Probably the school board president. She's not even worth mentioning by name, so we'll just pass right by that. Could it be the chief of police? Well, yeah, more than likely because he was there and I want to suspect that those officers were following his orders. And if they weren't, then it'd be the next person in their chain of command for sure. Speaking of abuse of power, that brings us to our lovely mayor. Now, was he involved in this? No, I can't say for sure. Was he complicit in it? Absolutely. Because if you think he doesn't know what's been going on in his city, you're fooling yourself. This guy... I mean, if he could crown himself, sometimes I swear to God, I think he would. I mean, I've derisively referred to him as king on more than one occasion. Uh, Not directly to his face because it hadn't been warranted yet. I mean, you're going to call somebody names. You got to be pretty worked up and you got to be willing to back it up and, you know, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, 
When somebody oversteps, when somebody abuses power, they're the problem. And the fact that apparently 70% of, what was it, 14% of the voters in McKinney seem to not care one bit what the person does as long as they have the right haircut or can play the right song. Just my guess. I mean, I can't think of anything else that would be worthy of such admiration as a rock star, unless you were a rock star. Hey, and that's all well and good. If that works for you, then you should do that too. As for me, I'm okay just being little old me. And you know, at some point in the future, I may choose to throw my hat in the ring again. And when I win, or if I lose, I'm still going to be me. I don't live for adoration. I don't live for the pat on the back. I don't find my reason of existence in the adoration of my fans. My self-worth is not determined by what 51 point or I'm sorry, 50.1% of a populace thinks, nor do I make claims that because the mob wants it, the mob's right. The idea that we're just okay with this, that we're okay with this miscarriage of justice, then leads me to believe, where's the DA? I mean, he could say he knows nothing about this because if it hadn't been officially brought to him, then I guess he can, you know, turn a blind eye. But you know, the DA is up for re-election right now. He'd be kind of curious if somebody were to bring this to his attention, Greg Willis, are you knowing... Or are you knowing and aware of the fact that the city of McKinney arrested somebody and is still refusing to put the charges forward so that it can be dispensed with? You know, there is a right to a speedy trial. There is a right to be heard, but none of those have occurred. The DA can perhaps step in. I mean, the DA is a good Republican, right? I mean, surely he would be concerned about justice and doing the right thing protecting people's God-given rights, wouldn't he? Now, again, like I said, if they haven't put it before him, pretty good chance there's nothing he can do. But I just would suspect that if somebody were to bring it to his attention that there's this potential abuse of power issue here where they arrested a gentleman, yet they're not bringing forth um, charges. Meanwhile, he's being punitively damaged by the behavior of the school district. I'm just curious if he would want to act on that. Or how about this? You know, before they're brought before a magistrate judge or a JP or the county judges, whatever, you know, jurisdiction that's going to officially fall under, I would be concerned that word would get out that this miscarriage of justice, this abuse of power is happening in the city of McKinney at the hands of those that are pledged to serve and protect us. Now, look, I know um, there are some of those out there that think, you know, oh, he's just going to hate on the blue, back the blue, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Whatever. I can't fix you. I can't fix that. Yes, we have a nice society because the police do their job. But what happens when the police don't really do their job, when they abuse their power, when they overstep? Now, I'm not willing to say that, you know, any one specific scenario is worthy of that uh, designation. But if you run into a repeat 
situation where they turn the blind eye at certain kinds of crime, but then they reflexively overreact to other potential crimes. How is that not arbitrary? How is that not a problem? Again, I bring before you the idea that we can't fix the east side and Craig Ranch has gone way downhill, but hey, we're worried about a guy that showed up at a school board meeting. Ooh, the guy doesn't even raise his voice. Gets very little animation. Especially when you have him in the same meeting that I'm in because I'm quite animated. And most of the time I'm quite articulate. And quite to the point. Again, we want justice. We want the right things. We like to follow the law and the rules so long as they're being held about in a proper way. And those of you that scream about equity and equality and uh, abuse of power and all that stuff, where are you? Why are you silent? Is it because this guy doesn't necessarily line up with you 100%? Hmm? Where are you? I won't be holding my breath. But I will tell you the people that will start to talk about this are those people that are of the right side of the aisle. You know us haters, right? Whatever the latest pejorative is, my personal favorite is Christian nationalist, though I don't know how that works. Or better yet, white supremacist when you're not white. Ooh, there's some scary words there. I'm sure Candace Owens is proud. Listen, I don't care if you agree with somebody 100%, but if they're doing the right thing, if they're standing in the gap, you have to at least respect that. I mean, look, we had a city council member here that in many ways was a disaster for the city of McKinney. But on certain things, he was right. I mean, even if you use that broken clock scenario where it's twice a day that it's right, they're still right twice a day. And if we're not willing to acknowledge when somebody's right, that's a problem. Now, I know those folks that uh, typically are left of me have some challenges in that area. And there, believe you me, I know there's a few on the right of me that have those challenges in the area. But that's one of the best things. When you're a constitutionalist, when you're a liberty-minded individual, you get to call out both sides. When both sides gets it wrong. Now, our mayor fashions himself as a great moderate Republican, and he likes to redefine uh, what it means to be a conservative, What redefine what it means to be a Republican. He gets to do all of that, and nobody really questions him. And he goes and takes nice pictures with other elected officials and pats himself on the back. You know what? Nobody cares. Good for him. Good for those elected officials for outing themselves, for not giving a crap about the people that help put, oh, I'm sorry, not giving a crud for about the people that put them in office in the first place. Yes, we all have to appeal to those that aren't necessarily in alignment with us 100% of the time. But when you do that while selling out your base, that's a problem. Now, fortunately, or unfortunately for the city of McKinney, if you ask me, our mayor doesn't really have that problem. Our mayor's done a really good job of selling himself as an affable moderate who just cares about McKinney and he cares so much that he has a foundation set up to do that. Yes, and apparently the foundation gets to raise funds in a way that nobody else gets to raise funds because, well, you know, that stuff's illegal. 
Unless, of course, there's separate rules for different people, which there may very well be, because I'm sure it's all legal-like, because otherwise somebody would have investigated it by now, right? Because, you know, laws aren't arbitrarily enforced around here or anything like that, right? Hey, look, I don't expect anybody to take what I say without first questioning it. In fact, I encourage you to do so. I want you to do your own research. Yes, yes. Do your homework. I know it's terrible. Once upon a time, I was going to be a teacher. And one of the things I always thought about is, you know, if a teacher can't teach you what you need to know in the 45 to an hour and a half or the time that they have with you, maybe they're not that good a teacher. Well, that's possibly the case. But if you're given a reading assignment because you have to finish the book before you can properly discuss the book and digest what was in the book, that's something you're not going to be able to do during normal class hours. So, in the surface of this podcast, I'm asking you, research, look into these things, find out what really happened. See if you can find out more information than what I've given you. I'm sure it's there. It can't be that hard to find. I mean, there are public records. They have to provide them, right? Listen, again, Never, ever trust one source, 100%. Always question everything. Always do your own research. If you have a question, if you have a concern, you can always send me an email or a text or a message, and I'll respond because I want to know. If I got something wrong, call me on it. I'm good. I'm game. Let's let's talk about it. If you think I got something part right, then say it. If you think I'm... Uh, dead on and that was awesome say it if you think that i'm just off in left field here and talking about lizard people go ahead and say the same thing i don't care it's i'm here to do a job and that job is to shed a little light in this spread a little liberty and sometimes that means that i'm going to put a target on myself by certain people that will be upset that I questioned the narrative, that I stepped outside of my little box. Well, you know what? Tough luck. Because liberty matters. And where there's liberty, it's worth defending. Listen, one more time. This is According to Callus. I'm Stephen, and I will see you on the other side.